Welcome, 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 and welcome you to yet another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. It's your boy Jalen. Um, if you haven't, you can follow me on all social media sites. That's Facebook. I think that's like Jalen Hunter or something. I don't, I don't really know what my Facebook is. Uh, Twitter. That's yes, I'm from DC. Uh, Instagram. I'm saying no. I M S A Y I N T H O U. Uh, I don't know any other places. <laughs> uh, again. This is your boy Jalen. This is the Unpopular Podcast, and we'll get right into it. Last week was a very busy week um, when it came to sports and topics and news, so we're going to get into it. Uh, I want to thank you guys for listening, and let's start with the NCAA. Uh, so last week, we saw two, both NCAA basketball and NCAA football get hit with hit players, actually, let me say, with, I'm going to say, so Chase Young of Ohio State, he is, he is projected to be the number one through three draft pick um, in next year's, or in this year's draft, he's also projected, you know, uh, finish high in the Heisman race, Chase Young is one of college football's marquee players because he is one of the best players in college football as he and he also plays for Ohio State um last week he was held out of the Maryland game for violations of the NCAA now we didn't know what these violations were but we know he wasn't playing when it came out that the violation was last year in the Rose Bowl, Chase Young had to borrow money to have his girlfriend travel to one of the most important games of his life, which is the Rose Bowl. He had his girlfriend travel there, and he has since, from what we've been told, what reports have told, he has since paid that loan back. But he had to take out a loan or, ta- or, or borrow money from a family friend to have his girlfriend watch him play in the Rose Bowl and has since paid it back. And now the NCAA is, is likely to hand down a four-game suspension for Chase Young. And, and, and while we talk about Chase Young, we'll also go with James Wiseman, who is projected number one pick in college basketball this year uh, for the draft. He plays for Memphis. James Wiseman, along with Penny Hardaway, who was the coach, James Wiseman has been a top-ranked player for as long as I've known this man for a minute. Not saying known personally, but I've heard of James Wiseman for a minute. James Wiseman was is a big... Uh, and Penny Hardaway paid for his him and his family to move to Memphis to play for his team. Of course, he helped with the expenses. His family couldn't afford it. Um, this, that, and a third. And now that James Wiseman plays for Memphis and also plays for uh, Penny Hardaway, the NCAA now is ruling that Penny Hardaway is a booster as well as a coach. And now trying to hold James Wiseman out of competition until the however amount of money that was owed is paid back. 
Um, you know, we talked uh, we talked uh, last week about the NCAA implementing a rule that you can get paid for your likeness now. I also told you guys that is the biggest scam that they, they could have pulled over our heads because if you really read the fine print, they have made it so impossible to get paid for your likeness. It's, it's, there's, there's really no point. They've made, it to, they've made it to a point where they still have complete control of you. Yes, you probably get paid, but you have to be an employee and they now consider the athletes employees, even though they're not getting paid. They have to monitor. It has to be from certain companies that you can get paid. It has to be, they have to monitor what you get paid and how you get paid. You can't get paid too much. Like the NCAA has made it really impossible to get paid for your likeness. And the fact that the, one of the one of the marquee, one of the top college players, two actually of the top college players in both football and basketball, now we won't see them for for a couple games. James Wiseman, we might not see him for the rest of the season because of violations, because they couldn't afford to do what they love to do, and they needed help. And the fact that they had someone to help them, and now that you're holding them out is is I would say it's crazy, but that's the NCAA. We've seen this countless times, countless times. You know, do I think this will hurt their draft stock? Probably not. We all we we all know how good Chase Young is. We all know how good James Wiseman is. James Wiseman still might be the number one overall draft pick. Chase Young, I don't know if he'll be the number one overall draft pick because if you look at the NFL, uh, you know, the the Bengals, the Dolphins, um, the Jets, and the Redskins, of course, will all be in play. And I think really only the Redskins and maybe the Jets don't need a quarterback. So I don't know if Chase Young will be number one, but I know for sure he'll be at least top five. Maybe even top three. I think top three. But do I think that it'll hurt their draft stock? No. But do I think that a player, not even just of their caliber, do I think a player that plays for an organization or plays for the NCAA, do I think that they should be disciplined for, one, borrowing money so your girlfriend or a loved one can see you play in the biggest game of your career. This is the Rose Bowl. There are or there are team there are organizations, there are schools that have never even been to the Rose. There are schools that have never been to a bowl game. So the fact that you're holding this man, well, the fact that you're disciplining this man for borrowing money so his loved one can see him play in the biggest game of his life at the moment is crazy to me. And the fact that you're your your James Wiseman, yes, he borrowed money from Penny Hardaway to move his family to Memphis. But this to but why should that matter? That's see that to me. This whole thing can be bottled up. Is why should that matter? Why should it matter that Chase Young borrowed money uh, for his girlfriend to see him play? Why should it matter that James Wiseman had needed help to move his family to Memphis to, for a better, 
You think that if his family, like, I, I know James Wiseman probably would have continued to play, and he, you know, he would have been great. But don't you, if he needed help, right? If he needed help to get to school, don't you think that he needed that? Like, it's not like he just said, "Yo, we got you." No, I'm pretty sure he he wanted to play for Memphis. He asked Penny Hardaway, "Yo, we need some help." Penny Hardaway said, "I got you." This is Penny Hardaway. You know how many uh, phone pauses I have over there? It look. Yes, I mean, this is ridiculous, bro. And, and and it's ridiculous, but I'm not surprised. This is the NCAA, man. This is the NCAA. The the only the only caveat, the only thing that I I. I don't think they're tripping as much. Yes, I know James uh, Chase Young wants to be on the field. Yes, I know James Wiseman wants to be on the court. And James Wiseman also, him, he and his lawyer filed a suit to sue the NCAA for, of course, you know, all this. And the NCAA, you know, has countered and everything. And that's why he was able to play last week. But every time now he plays, it's a violation and it could it could bring sanctions and bring bans, especially in March, on Memphis. But we'll see how that goes. The only... Okay, so again, I understand that. I don't think... I mean, James Young, we all know about James Young. We all know... I mean, I'm sorry. We all know about James Wiseman, and we all know about Chase Young. I don't think... In fact, I'm almost sure this will not hurt their draft stock. This won't... You know, again, James Young or James Wiseman, I apologize, still might be the number one overall draft pick in in this year's uh, NBA draft. And Chase Young still might be top five. Well, you know, Mike still probably will be top five draft pick in this year's NFL draft. But we have to look at it as what about people that aren't Chase Young? What about people that aren't James Wiseman? What about the people that need the exposure but also go through this? What about the people that are fringe first, second, third round picks, but they get suspended in some of the biggest games? Of, they get suspended for something like this. So now their draft stock plummets. What about the people that make a name for themselves in March in college, football, college basketball with March Madness, and now because they're suspended or because they can't play due to accepting help, they don't get the exposure, so they don't get drafted or they have to go to the G League or something like that. It's like, yes, this, I don't think this will really hurt Chase or James, but this is such a bigger, broader topic that needs to be changed. Kids need help. Think about it, bro. So, and, and I'm not, I'm not, I don't know anybody's financial situation, but a lot of these kids that play in the NCAA come from households that are tough, tough households, tough neighborhoods. Some of their parents cannot see them play because they can't afford it. Some of their parents send them off to other family members or coaches or, or, or family friends that live close to an organization so they can have better for themselves. There are people that their family spends an arm and a leg just for them to be better. 
Like, just for them to have better, bruh. So the fact that you are... That the NCAA doesn't care about none of that is, is wild to me. Because this is your product. These, these players make your product. Do you think that... Let's think. Do you think that the NCAA, right? Basketball. Let's just go to basketball. Do you think if James Wiseman, if a player like Cole Anthony, if a player like um, Cassius Winston, who we'll talk about in a second... If, play, if some of your top marquee players couldn't afford to make it to college basketball, like the scholarship didn't, like they couldn't afford it. Do you think that your product would be good? Do you think if players like Chase Young, Joe Burrow, Tua Tagovailoa, uh, players like that, do you think if they struck, if they struggled to pay, do you think that Ohio State would be as good as it was? Do you think? LSU, we would have had LSU and Alabama that great game on Saturday. No, we wouldn't because the players can't afford the living. There are, I remember, I don't play in the NCAA. I played in NAI, and I'm not even, I was not a marquee player. I, was, I just played basketball for NAI. I remember there were nights that we had practice, right? There were days that we had practice, and we'd miss calf. People that don't know, it's cafeteria. Catch up. <laughs> we'd miss calf. Because we'd miss calf, and I had no car, and I was broke half the time because my family couldn't afford it, I would go to sleep hungry until, next, until the next morning, which at 5 o'clock in the morning, we'd have practice until 7. Then I'd have to rush to calf and devour their breakfast. And this was a regular thing. And the thing is, this is, this is NAI. There are multiple, upon multiple, star athletes in the NCAA that deal with the same thing I just talked about. And the fact that you are trying to withhold players and, and kids like J Chase Young and James Wiseman for, for somebody helping their family out is... is, is the biggest knock on the NCAA that I ever have, because they do not care about the students. They do not, I mean, I'm sorry, they do not care about the athletes. They care about the money and they care about their bottom line. Chase Young shouldn't be suspended four games for, for, a, loan, for a family friend giving him money so his girlfriend can see him play in the biggest game of his life, which was the Rose Bowl last year. Last year, by the way, last year. Not this year, not two days ago, last year. James Wiseman shouldn't, shouldn't be ineligible to play because Penny Hardaway helped him and his family Move to a better situation in Memphis. And people was like, how is it a better situation if he only moved so that he can play for Memphis? James Wiseman, right? James Wiseman is projected number one overall pick. Do you think, and, and, and he might, he just might, but do you think that him playing alongside Penny Hard or playing for Penny Hardaway doesn't help with that. Do you think him playing for Memphis, a school that is on the come up and had one of the top recruiting classes, do you think that wouldn't help him? 
Do you think we'd care? Uh, I'm not going to say we care. Do you think that James Wiseman would be the number one overall draft pick if he played for UCF? Do you think that James Wiseman would be the number one overall draft pick if he played for Middle Tennessee? I'll give you an answer to that. No. Again, man, Chase Young, this doesn't hurt their... I don't think this hurts their draft stock, but this is so unfortunate that players risk their bodies, risk their lives to get on the field and get on the court. And now, for a situation that's out of their hands, you are forcing them off the field, off the court, for something that they love to do. For, for something that they shouldn't even have to worry about. These athletes will be... These athletes... Chase Young is making Ohio State so much money. Chase Young alone, and this is not a knock on any player that he plays with, but Chase Young is making Ohio State so much money this year. And the fact that he has to miss four games because he had to borrow money for his girlfriend to see him play? James Wiseman is making Memphis so much money. Memphis! This is not Kentucky. This is not Florida. This is not uh, Duke. This is not UNC. This is Memphis. James Wiseman is making Memphis so much money. And the fact that he had to, he needed help moving him and his family. I don't know if it was family, but moving him to Memphis to play for Memphis. And now that you're trying to get, keep him, get him off the court or make him ineligible to play, make them ineligible to play. Chase Young is ineligible for about four games. James Wiseman, we don't know. It could be a couple of games. It could be the whole season. that We don't know. And to me, it shouldn't even be one. It, it's, that's, that's wild to me. That is wild. Oh, that's wild. Um, sticking to, uh, let's get off of that. Sticking with college, we had a very exciting um, week in college football last week. Uh, so the rankings came out, and Ohio State was number one, LSU was number two, Alabama was number three, and Penn State was number four. Uh, it was... Clemson, number five, six was Georgia, and seven was Oregon. And, you know, that caused a stir. You know, why isn't Clemson in? Why is Ohio State number one? Why isn't LSU or Alabama number one? How did Penn State make it over um, Clemson? You know, this, that, and third. And I always, I told people, just chill out. The college football playoffs or the rankings, they understand that they don't matter if they don't have us talking about them, if they don't have us debating about them, if they don't have us tuned in. So they're not going to make it as obvious as possible. They're not going to, you know, have, you know, what we expect because at that point, there's nothing to talk about. There's nothing to debate. The college, it's kind of like college football, especially the rankings, they understand that they get, they we only, they only matter because we talk about them, you know. And and they really only matter from one to four. That's it, because five ain't making the playoffs. 
They're probably making a Rose Bowl or something. Six, seven, ain't none of them making the playoffs. It's just one to four. And like I said, number one was Ohio State. Number two was LSU. Number three was Alabama. No. Yeah. And number four was Penn State. Yeah. So, um, I also said, just just calm down due to the fact that most of these teams have to play each other. You know, most of these teams, like, like Alabama had this week, we had Alabama versus LSU. Penn State had to go against um, Minnesota, who was undefeated. And, 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 and on Saturday, we had a crazy, crazy day in, in sports. LSU Alabama had one of the best games I've seen in a while, man. LSU went up big. Alabama came back. You know, they were going back and forth, and LSU ultimately won the game. Penn State was ranked fourth, and they had to play Minnesota, who was undefeated as well. Minnesota came in, and I'm not going to say they waxed them, but Minnesota handled their business. Minnesota beat Penn State. So now what does this mean? This means I don't think Penn State, in fact, I'm almost sure, Penn State is not making the college football playoffs. Penn State went from four to nine. <laughs> and people ask, okay, so if they, they lost to Minnesota who jumped from, I don't know where they jumped from, but they're 7th now. I think they were 14th. You, how, how is it that Alabama loses to LSU and they only jumped from, or they dropped from 3 to 4? And Penn State loses to Minnesota and they go from 4 to 9. Two things. One strength of who they played and where they were in the rankings before. And two, the cop, look, this is why I when, when Alabama lost, a lot of it was like, oh, well, they, they, they can't make it to the national, they can't make it to the playoffs. I'm like, doing, all right, they're not going to make it to the playoffs because they lost. Is that in the third? Okay. Here's the thing. The college football playoffs, they've been here for, what, four or five years now? And every single year, Alabama's been in it. Why is that? You don't want to lose that. Alabama has such a wide fan base. You don't want to lose that. So the fact that Alabama dropped from three to four, three to four. Let's you know that the committee will try everything in their power to have Alabama in this college football playoffs. Also, they lost to LSU, a team that was ranked above them in a really good game. Penn State lost to Minnesota, who was ranked, I believe, 14th. They're either 9th or 14th. I don't remember. But I know Penn State was ranked over them, considerably over them. So, 
this I know that now Penn State is definitely not making the college football playoffs. I don't think Georgia will because Georgia still has to play Alabama, I believe, and or LSU. So that's that's not happening. I don't know if Oregon can squeeze into the college football playoffs because, yeah, they, they could win out. I mean, they only lost once, and that was the first game, and they they dealt with injuries, and they were just they were waxing Auburn. Auburn came back. I don't think they can make it because I mean it's the Pac-12, and I don't think that they you know, I don't I, for Oregon to get in, I don't know who would get out because I don't see Clemson losing. Uh, Alabama they could lose again, but I don't think so. LSU I don't have them losing again, and Ohio State. We will see. I don't. Th- I don't have them losing, uh, but we will see with Chase Young being suspended four games, and Chase Young is you know a marquee player. So we'll see. But right and right now, right now after after as we speak today, it is LSU number one, Ohio State number two, uh, Clemson number three, and Alabama number four. Those are the four teams that I think will end up being in this college football playoffs. Uh I don't I don't see Oregon or or Georgia making making that much of a push. I don't see um Ohio Ohio has to oh, Ohio. <laughs> Utah has to play probably Oregon in the Pac-12 championship. So one of those are going to cancel out. And even if Utah wins, I don't see them jumping all the way. You know, Oklahoma, no. Florida, no. Penn State, no. So, I see it being LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, and Alabama. I don't know in what order, but I I feel those are the top four teams, and those will be the teams that make it in the college football playoff. Do I think that it's ultimately fair that Alabama can, I think last year too, was a two, a one win, a one loss team to make it over a couple teams? I mean, yeah, but again, we we know how ratings go. We know how rankings go. We know how all this goes. Like that's that's what's going to happen. Like, there's no point of fretting about it because we know. Like, it's come on, come on. So, you know, we had that. Um, and we also speaking staying in college, we also had the start of college basketball. That's finally back. Um. And the biggest matchups was uh, MSU, which is Mississippi, Mississippi State, Jesus loves, <laughs> which is Michigan State University win against Kentucky and Kansas win against Duke in the you know classic that they do. Um, and Kentucky beat Michigan State in a really good game and Duke beat Kansas in a very sloppy game. That was a very sloppy game. Cassius wins, um, uh, not Cassius Winston, um, Duke and Kentucky was sloppy, but Duke has since won, I think, two. I think they're like 2-0 and or 3-0, and and they've been blowing people out, but they haven't really played the competition. Um, I know Carolina, we're, we're, st- we're still undefeated. We played twice, won twice. So Cole Anthony looks like a monster. We, uh, Brandon Robinson, he's injured, but he, he's going to come back. You know, we, we, we have some pieces. Just We have some pieces. But what I want to also shed light on, oh, Kentucky looks good too. Kentucky, Kentucky has you know a lot of youth, um, but they look good. Do do I think if a team like Kentucky or Duke loses in 
March. It's because same thing that happened to Duke last year and Kentucky last year. Their youth. I think their youth uh, and lack of shooting. Both of them still have a like a lack of shooting. Like that, you know. I think that will affect them the most when we're talking about Duke and Kentucky. Kansas. Kansas defense was horrible. I don't know if it was just the first game, and their offense wasn't good. Either. Like they, they didn't look horrible, but they looked bad. You know what I mean? And now it could be because they're playing Duke, or it could just be the first game. I don't know, but they just they didn't look too good. Neither did Duke, but Kansas looked worse. I mean, they lost. Uh, Kentucky, they. I mean, it was the first game, so Kentucky was kind of sloppy, but they won. But what I do want to shed light on the light on is Cassius Winston, the point guard for Michigan State. His brother, unfortunately, passed away by getting hit by a train. Um, from what I know and what he said on social media and what the news is, or you know, ESPN and them stuff said, that they were really close. And um, I can only imagine losing a sibling or you know, losing somebody that close to me. So I want to you know, do a, a quick moment of silence for Cassius Winston and and his brother, of course, like I said, passing away at a young age. And, you know, I pray for Cassius. I pay for his family. I pray for his family that they get through, you know, such a difficult time. And I'm going to do a moment of silence for them. Okay, so we're back. Um, I guess I'm, I'm gonna get all this uh, college football or college out the way. Um, Chad Morris, who was the coach of Arkansas, got fired after 22 games. And just like we said about Willie Taggart, is the same thing that we can say for Chad Morris. Now, Chad Morris is not black, so. It has nothing to me. This has nothing to do with race. What this has to do is, this has to do with organizations one not being realistic with themselves and two not being patient. It's tough implementing your having your blueprint on an organization in just twenty two games. That's two seasons, isn't it? Yeah, twenty two games. That's not even. That's not fully two seasons. Like twenty two games. Like that's that's tough to do. And the fact that you weren't patient enough with him. And you fire him. That's because, I mean, the organization, I don't, again, I don't know what you expect from Arkansas. Like, the Razorbacks. I don't know what, the, they're not, they're, I don't think they've ever, in my lifetime, been a top team in the SEC. So I don't see what you expect from them. Yeah, they didn't have a, they didn't have a really good, they're, having, they're not having a really good season. But again, Chad Morris is just trying to implement his schemes and his everything. So 22 games, 22 games, that's not even, a, that's a quarter of a season. In the NBA, a little over a quarter. It's, this is football. I don't, see, again, there are some unrealistic teams out there. Really unrealistic teams. It's just, I don't know. 
I don't know. I think he'll get a job again. I don't know as a head coach, but, you know, I don't know. Um, is there anything else I want to talk about college? Uh, there is one story I want to talk about, but I will save that to the vi- No, since we're on college, let's talk about it now. So Oregon Lady Basketball beat Team USA, Team USA, in an exhibition behind Sabrina Nuesk. Oh, shoot. Hold on. Let me, let me hide something. On the skis. Sabrina. I'm just calling Sabrina. <laughs> behind Sabrina's 30 point. Now, Sabrina is, she is projected. She was supposed to be number one overall pick last year, but she came back to Oregon. And now she's projected to be the number one overall pick this year. But Oregon beat Team USA behind Sabrina dropping 30 points on Team USA. This is Sue Bird. This is, um, I think Tina Charles is playing. I'm not 100% sure, but I know. Skylar Diggins is playing. Like this is Team USA. These are the be- like the best women apparently that we have. All right. This is the second time Team USA Team USA women has ever lost an exhibition. The first time since 1999. This is just sad, man. The fact that you Team USA. Lost to a college team. A college team that really kind of got like only one player. One superstar and then like the rest. I'm not going to say the rest. Like a lot, some good role players. I think they're ranked like number one or something. But the fact that Team USA. Hold on. Let me, let me, you know, while I'm talking about this. Let me, let me look up. Who is on Team USA? Before I, I get the I get the tripping, cause um, cause uh, <laughs> there should be no reason why um, mm, mm, mm. there should be no reason. All right, let's get it. So Team USA has yeah. All right, Team USA has Simone Augusta, Sue Bird, uh, Nefaris, no, no, uh, I, I butchered her name, but I know she didn't. She just won Rookie of the Year. Uh, Diamond Shields, Skylar Diggins, Sylvia Fowles, Chelsea Gray, Arika, that girl. I'm not going to try her name. Kelsey Plum, Diana Bumake, Dana Tarasi, Asia Wilson, and they lost to. T- this is bad, bro. This is bad. You know, this might just be a down, a down, a down cycle for Team USA. Do I think I don't? I, I would say, do I think that they'll lose overseas? Like when it comes to the Olympics and FIBA, I don't, I wouldn't say no, but I didn't think they'd lose to a college team. These are the best of the best. Yeah, Maya Moore is not there. Yeah, Brittany Griner is not there. Yeah. Wait, hold up. Let me, hold up. Let me, let me. Yeah, no, Brittany Griner's not there, but st- <laughs> neither is 
Elena Deladon. She's not there either. I think about it. But you still have Sylvia Fowles, who is uh, MVP, I believe. You still have Skylar Diggins. You still have Chelsea Gray. You still have Simone Augusta. You still have Sue Bird, legend. You still have uh, Collier. Damn, I know I'm saying her name wrong, but I'm sorry. I apologize. But she just won Rookie of the Year. Diamond the Shields is good. Like, you have solid players. Nabumake, the, 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 the good sister. Like, you have Kelsey Plum, who is like a legend in college basketball. And Diana Tross and Asia Wilson. Like, you have all these good players, and you lose to Sabrina in Oregon. That's, that's, that's just sad. That's, that's unacceptable, ladies. It's unacceptable. I don't, I don't, I, I, this is, maybe I'm overreacting. I don't know. I have no idea. But to me, Team USA should not be losing to a college team. That's, that's just me. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm over, over, overthinking it. I don't know. But you shouldn't lose to no college team. And you have professional play. That's like Team USA men losing to Kentucky, losing to Kentucky. A team, and okay, so let's see. A team with like, hmm. A team with, let's see, so Steph Curry probably wouldn't be playing. Neither will LeBron. But a team like James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Anthony Davis, uh, is the second best player? So KD probably wouldn't play. Russell Westbrook, like a team with them losing to Kentucky. To me, that is unacceptable. Bradley Bill, Clay Thompson, like they should never lose to no college team. I don't care if the college team does have the projected number one overall pick. I don't care if that college team is ranked number one. Team USA is should should be <coughs> compiled of the best players. Now, yes, I understand Elena Deladon's not playing. I understand Maya Moore's not playing. I understand Brittany Griner's not playing. But you still have some of the top players. Most of the top players. They sh- you should be losing, period. Point blank. It is what it is. Um, what else do I want to talk about? NFL, NFL, we got a, a really some really good games, man. We got a trap game. Uh, Alabama, Alabama, Atlanta destroyed um, the Saints. I don't think that that's really going to affect the Saints. I mean, I think it was a trap game. I think they saw Atlanta. They saw Atlanta's record. They saw that they were at home, and they were like, you know, this is going to be easy. And they're just getting uh, Alvin Kamara back. Like, I think that's just a trap game. Do I think that kind of hurts them in the standings? As in, yeah, I don't think that they'll get a buy this now because they lost. Uh, and the, NF- the NFC is still the best conference to me. Or best division, I'm sorry. So, I, or conference. Uh, so, I don't, I, I don't know standings-wise, but I still think they'll make it. I still think they're one of the best teams when, or I think they are, to me, top three teams when they are rolling. So, you know, uh... What else? The Dolphins beat the Colts, but the Colts didn't have Jacoby Brissett, so you know there's that. Um, 
The Dolphins got two wins. The Jets beat the Giants. So the two teams that can't tank at all or can't tank right, which is the the Dolphins and the Jets, are on win streaks. Now, uh, they beat the Giants. And Saquon Barkley had one rushing yard. That's horrible. But I think coming back from injury, you know, he's not, he's not healthy. It is what it is. But one yard, I think. No, I'm not even going to say that. Um, what else? Um, the, the Green Bay Packers beat the Carolina Panthers, and the Carolina Panthers had a goal line. They, they, they were at the one-yard line and couldn't, couldn't, couldn't push it in. I think, you know, the defense did what they, was, what they had to do in moments. You know, they, they, they were stopping the run, which, which was really good. Or they were neutralizing the run and neutralizing McCaffrey. Um, and when they needed a stop, they got a stop. So shouts out to them. Uh, I think that the elements really helped Green Bay, as in the, the snow and the cold, really helped Green Bay. Because um, as you know, Carolina isn't used to the snow. So I, I think that kind of affected them towards the end. Um, so there's that. Um just running through these. Um, uh, oh, the two games. I mean, I'm not going to talk about every game at all. That's just not what I'm about to do. But the two games that I do want to talk about, three games I want to talk about, is Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens destroyed the Cincinnati Bengals. And this only, Lamar Jackson looks incredible. Baltimore is one of my favorite teams to watch right now. Due to the fact that you have Lamar Jackson and they have a smash mouth running game. Like they will run it down your throat and they know it. And they also have Lamar Jackson, who to me has improved so much as a passer, more than I thought he would. I didn't think he was gonna improve this fast as a passer, but he is. Um I think that his decision making is is crazy too. Like his decision making on when to stay in the pocket or when to run or 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 what pockets to throw into, he looks like a uh, I would say he looks like a vet, but he looks like someone we've never seen before. Do I think at this moment he's better than Michael Vick? No, Michael Vick's still a legend, but I do think that if he continues this, maybe even next year he can be better than Michael Vick. I do think he's a better passer than Michael Vick. Now Michael Vick did become a really good passer when he was with uh, Philly because he was really only known for running in Atlanta. But I think in Philly, he became a really good passer along with, uh, you know, when he was paired with Andy Reid. But I think Lamar Jackson still has a little bit of time to go. But I think that he is on a, a, a fast trajectory to be better than, um, what's his name? Michael Vick. And I, I do think he is... He's propelled himself to the second, to, to number two in MVP. And I say that because of the game that we had last night, which was San Francisco against the Seattle Seahawks. And to me, the number one pick for the MVP and Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson came in there, came into the San Francisco 49ers home and beat them. It was one of the. It was a crazy game. You had Russell Wilson turning the ball over. <clears throat> I think he had he had an interception. Um, 
and it was a bad interception. It was in the overtime. I was like, oh, Lord. When, I, when he threw the interception, I thought it was over. I said, oh, well, they're going to kill him now. He, he didn't win MVP. But we had missed, we had missed field goals. That field goal, like the, the field goal kicker for the, um, for the San Francisco 49ers, that field goal went so far left like that. that that's definitely the right. So far left, like that jump hit, hit the tunnel. It was, there was crazy def- defensive plays. Um, 49ers defense is for real. They are a hus- historically good defense and it showed last night. I think they had like four or three or four takeaways. They had a couple sacks. Um, Joey, Nick Bosa looks incredible. DeForest Buckner looks incredible. Uh, Richard Sherman looks inc- like the, the whole defense looks crazy. Again, they had a, uh, uh, a, a great interception when it came to the, um, came in overtime. I know Jadavion Clowney for the Seahawks. He had a scoop and score. Both defenses showed up. Both defenses played incredible, but it was Russell Wilson to me that solidified why he should be MVP. He made, yes, he, he threw the interception, and yeah, he didn't have the greatest game throwing-wise as in, like, amount of yards, but some of the throws that he made was was only throws he could make uh, and only throws that his players can catch. Tyler Lockett got injured. I think he had a leg contusion. Um, so he was at the game. Josh, no, Josh, no, Josh Gordon, this was his first game with the team, so it's like, they're, they're still trying to figure everything out. Um, he, 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 his decision-making on in the pocket, his decision-making on which throws to make. Some of, the, some of the throws he made were, again, only throws he can make and he, when he ran out the pocket. Like, I think the, one of the biggest plays of the game it was in overtime when he ran the ball for, I think, about maybe 20, 25 yards. Like, that's only – and it was a imp- – I remember the – <laughs> One play that was kill, killed me is when it looked like the 49ers sacked him, but he ran out and got about five yards, but the refs called it dead early, and instead of it being a third and five, third and four, it then turned into a third and 16. I was like, God, like they cheating him. Like they are cheating the Seattle Seahawks, and then he threw like a 20 or 28-yard bomb, so... That's why I still think if you if you ask me what my rankings are today for the MVP, I have Russell Wilson at number one, Lamar Jackson number two, Christian McCaffrey at number three, uh, Deshaun Watson at number four, and Patrick Mahomes at number five. Those are those are you know, and it's crazy that um, it's crazy the dynamic of how that is. You have. Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, and Patrick Mahomes, all African-American quarterbacks, and the only white Caucasian person in my, in my um, MVP is Christian McCaffrey, who is a Caucasian uh, running back. I think that's, that's kind of funny. So it is what it is. Um, before we get off of NFL, uh, who, the Cowboys played Minnesota Vikings. That was a really good game. Dak Prescott played incredible. He is probably one of the best games I've seen him play, like, ever. And they lost because I think that was coaching. Like, you you have – your quarterback is playing incredible. And the last three, four plays, you try to give it to Ezekiel Elliott, who was playing – who had a horrible game. 
It doesn't make sense. So I think Dak Prescott definitely won him some money that game because Dak Prescott—that's one of the best games I've ever seen him play. Period. Um, last thing I want to talk about for the NFL is Cam Newton. Cam Newton is done for the season. Um, they shut him down the whole season. He's considering surgery on his ankle. It's probably over for Cam Newton there. And now they're saying that it's more, more than likely it's done. He's, they're done with Cam Newton and Carolina. Uh, more than likely they're going to try to, they're going to trade him. And what I'm saying, and all I would say to that is, people are saying that Kyle Allen is so much better than Cam Newton. And I, and, I, and, I, and I combat that by saying, look what they're asking Kyle Allen to do compared to look at what they're asking Cam Newton to do. They asked Cam Newton to win on an arm and a leg. They expect Cam Newton to be able to be one of their t- In fact, I think almost every year Cam Newton has played for the Carolina Panthers. He's been one or two on his entire team in rushing yards. And if you really look at it, Cam Newton, yes, we all know his, his, his deficiencies when it comes to accuracy sometimes. But we did see that last year with a new coach, new offensive, well, not new coach, new offensive coordinator. He was what? They were what, six and two before he got injured. And ever since then, he has, he had a shoulder injury and now his ankle injury. So he's been injured, but before he was injured, he was playing some of the best, not some, he was playing some of the best football of his life. And even when he wasn't playing his best, he he took the the Panthers to the Super Bowl. Do I think that Carolina is making a mistake going with Kyle Allen? I don't know. I, I don't know. I just know that if you ask me, I would prefer a quarterback that not only is an MVP, but has taken you to the Super Bowl, and one of the most physic, one of the most physically gifted quarterbacks that we've ever or players that we've ever seen. That's just me. I think a good landing spot for Cam Newton would be Chicago. Uh, a good landing spot would be maybe Tennessee. A good landing spot could be. Um, I would say the Bengals, but the Bengals are trash. Because you can go to the Bengals, you can go to the Dolphins, but they're just trash. So I think, to me, two of the best landing spots for Cam Newton would be the Chicago Bears. Because I, th- I think Chicago's done with Mr. Bisky. They understand, yeah, we, we whipped on that one. We could have had Deshaun Jackson and we could have had, or Deshaun Watson and we could have had uh, Patrick Mahomes, but we got Mitchell. I think that they're done with Mr. Trubisky, and I think that Tennessee is probably done with Marcus Mariota. He hasn't really improved as they hoped. I mean, you see right now, Ryan Tannehill is their starting quarterback. So I think that those two, I think that those two plays are best for him. Um, but yeah, it's, it's likely over for Cam Newton and, and, and uh, Carolina. And hey, if, if you feel, if they feel that Kyle Allen is the man, do your thing. I'm not, I'm not going to stop you. Trust and believe. Uh, oh, I guess we can talk. So, A.B. Wilding again, man. A.B., uh, 
AB is scheduled to meet with the NFL. However, he he hasn't given them any evidence that they've or all the evidence that they asked for. So he's likely out for the entire year. Um, he's going off on Twitter. You know, AB is just I don't. AB is self sabotaging himself. AB is one of the best wide receivers to ever play. Yet, you know. Why is my phone? So, so you know, it's yeah. I don't. That's AB, man. That's that's AB. Um, go to the NBA a little bit. Um, Dion Waiters had a panic attack after eating an edible on a team plane. Suspended ten games. I think it's over for. De- I don't think Dion Waiters will ever play again for the Miami Heat. I think that they're done with him. Uh, we all know it's been a tr- tr- treacherous. It's been a uh, turbulent time for Deion Waiters and the Miami Heat. I mean, Deion Waiters was mad that, you know, Tyler Euro, Kevin, I think it's Kevin Nunn, um, and Jimmy Butler were playing more minutes over him. Uh, he was suspended. He hasn't played a second for them yet. He has not played a second for the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat was holding him out because... Like I said, he was he was suspended from the team indefinitely, if you don't remember. They brought him back. He hasn't played yet. Now they're suspending him for 10 games for the edible. And, they, and they're saying that he got it from a teammate, but of course he's not snitching. So I think Deion Waiters has played his last game for Miami. I don't think he will ever play for Miami again. I think that they're trying. They're going to try their hardest to either trade him or release him. That's what I think. And lastly, Gordon Hayward and Kyle... Uh, Kyle Lowry are out. Gordon Hayward broke his hand, which sucks, man, because Gordon Hayward was having a career year. He was playing incredible. He was the best player on, or playing like the best player on the best team in the NBA right now, record-wise, in the um, the Boston Celtics. But he this this is a huge blow. I don't think that this, this will kill them because, I mean, he's coming back in six months. But this is a huge blow for not only Gordon Hayward, but for the Boston Celtics, so I hope he gets better soon. Again, Gordon Hayward broke his hand, and Kyle Lowry tore a ligament in his thumb, I believe, and he's supposed to be reevaluated in two weeks. That, to me, isn't that big of a hit for the Raptors, because if you look at their schedule, um, in these two weeks, it's not too, too heavy or too, too you know strong. Plus, Pascal Siakam is playing like, um, another uh, a most improved player again. He's playing like a superstar right now. So, shouts out to them. Hope they get better soon. And uh, is there anything else I want to talk about? No. <laughs> this has been the Unpopular Podcast. I want to thank you guys for listening. Again, you can follow me on all the social medias. The description down below. <laughs> uh... Please subscribe, please subscribe, please subscribe. Your subscription will mean a lot to me. Uh, and you, you just listening or watching wherever it's on YouTube or wherever you listen. It will mean a lot. To, it means a lot to me. I appreciate all the support. appreciate all the people that share the podcast. People, all the people that talk about the podcast. I thank you. Uh, please share. I mean, you know, retweet, send. I don't, I don't care. Just share it. Uh, Again, this is the Unpopular Podcast. I thank you guys for listening, and until next time, much love. Yeah, yeah. What? What? You don't really rock with me. It's good enough.
You just want me spend my chance Good enough You ain't better call me tomorrow, baby It's good enough You just want me buy these bottles, baby It's good enough You don't really rock with me What? What? It's good enough You just want me spend my chance What? What? It's good enough You ain't better call me tomorrow, baby It's good enough Yeah, you just want me by this bottle, baby. Let's get enough. Yeah, yeah. Alright, she wants to slice, want to crush. Ash to ashes, dust to dust. She make it know what she want. Make a nigga spend his dough for fun. And I can't help but think that you want more than my things. Give me what you want, make me get down on my knees, baby. Blast off, I need a task force You just got a new sponsor, it ain't been that long You can't settle down, that shit come with the breeze You got big love, but they come with the feet, what? It's good enough You just want me spend my chance Good enough You ain't better call me tomorrow, It's good enough You just want me buy these bottles, It's good enough You don't really rock with me you a ghost if i ain't close to your coast would you hit my line doubt it matter of fact i know it ever since i got cheese you've been real rodent potent run back that line ever since i got cheese you've been real rodent it ain't no secret i'm an instrumental musical dude i'm influential smoking on you cause you're instrumental faking on dude cause he's into rentals good you know it's super low blend with crowd good for you good you know Super low, blend with crowd, good for you. You don't really rock with me. It's good enough. You just want me spend my chance. Good enough. You ain't better call me tomorrow, baby. It's good enough. You just want me buy these bottles, baby. It's good enough. You don't really rock with me. Thank you.